Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, I'm Nora Jones, and today I'm playing along with Robert Glasper, part one. I'm just playing along with you. I'm just playing along with you. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm Nora Jones, and with me as always, hi, Sarah Oda. It's me, Sarah Oda. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Oh, this. Hi. This episode makes us both sigh at the same time. This was so much fun. Also, this episode we recorded as part of a trip to L.A. we went on together. And it was definitely a highlight of our trip. It was such a highlight. And also, it was such a fun trip and crazy. And now I'm having memories of our trip, just thinking about this episode and that day. And yeah. our, after we were done with this episode with, with Robert, um, we went and had dinner and and... We were just like we stuffed our face so, with pasta. We were so in happy. Glee. We were high. <laughs> we were kind of high on high. on happiness. On podcasts and pasta. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, our guest today is a pianist, songwriter, producer, composer, extraordinaire, um, all around incredibly talented human, Robert Glasper. Yay! He is also quite a special personality. Yes, he's very really. uplifting. He, like just listening to him talk makes yeah. I feel he makes me happy. Yes. Just being around him and his energy is beautiful. It's contagious. He's a, he's a he's one of those good humans yeah. that, you know, you just are happy to be around. Yes. He walks in the room and everybody's just feeling a little bit better. He's a lot a, a bit better. A lot better. He's so kind and um we start off this episode talking about it and we'll talk about it a lot, I think. Um but um I actually met Robert for the first time when I was 15 years old in Denton, Texas at jazz camp. Jazz <gasps> summer camp. Jazz camp. Good old band What happens camp. at jazz camp? <laughs> oh, I is have a story spoken for you about later. in a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do have a story like that, but not for the podcast. Um <laughs> but um yeah, it was so awesome thinking about knowing Robert at, at that time. Mhm. And we were just babies, you know, and yeah. it was, it's just so sweet. And we've we've actually, you know, seen each other over the years. We've recorded a song together. Um, I've sat in with him a couple times at shows, but we've never gotten to sit down yeah. and hang yeah. like this. So this is this was such a special thing for me. This episode felt like a high school reunion in a bottle, you know, just yeah. like just hearing all the names of people that you both grew up with and were inspired by people who were just, you know, a couple years older than you, but you looked up to. And yeah. I, I feel like maybe really set the foundation for the path that you ended up being on. And even though you both, you and Robert had different paths, you crossed paths and, you know, kind yeah. of connected in different ways. It's it's so fun to hear of like the journey that he's been on since then. He's um, incredible. His journey has been incredible. And it's definitely a shout out episode. So... 
I think we have to tag everybody that's in this episode somehow. Yeah, we will. Yeah, because there's there must be like a hundred hundred names. Yeah, that we so many names talk about. We talk about a lot of special people in this episode. So many connections. I mean, I feel like this episode was like just longing to happen, you know. And yeah. then when you started playing music, it felt like you could just play a hundred songs and not run out, you know. Yeah, I wish I wish we had more time. But this was a long episode, so we decided to make it a two-parter. Two oh, I thought you were going to go low. Oh, okay. <laughs> Let's try it again. Okay. So we decided to make it a two-parter. That was we so creepy. We should have creepy. put like an echo. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. And right? we should keep this part in, too. Yes. No, this is, we, this is not cool. Okay. All right. So please... Enjoy this episode. It's a little shorter than normal because it's going to be a two-parter overaller. But worth it. Worth it. And then be sure to tune in again for the second part when it comes out. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy. Please go see Robert Glasper play wherever he is playing. You will love the show. He's got Robtoberfest coming up in New York City at the Blue Note mm -hmm. uh, in October, I think. Yep. He does his, like, month-long residency there. Yeah. It sells awesome. out, so yeah, get it does your sell tickets. out. It's a tiny, tiny club. I'm hopefully going to sit in on one of the shows. Don't yeah. know which one, but um. And congratulations to Robert for winning his. Why are you yelling all of a sudden? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> congratulations! No. Oh, congratulations to Robert for winning his fifth Grammy just this year for Best R&B Album, Black Radio Three. Yeah. Awesome. Enjoy our episode. Hope you enjoy the episode with Robert Glasper. I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Look at us. We're here. We are here. It's, you know. Am it, I on? Oh, we're on. Oh, we're on. Um, It's only taken us how many years to pl actually play music <laughs> together, together? Together in the same room? Yeah. I mean, you remember when I first, I don't know if you remember. Because, okay, for those of you that don't know, we met at jazz camp. I don't know where I'm looking. Oh, you just, don't have to look anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So we met at jazz camp. We were both in like 11th grade or something. Yeah. I think we were 15 or 16. Yeah, 15 or 16 at jazz camp at Ville, not Ville, in um, Denville, Denville, Denton. Texas. <laughs> Denton, Texas. Denton, Texas. UNT. Denton, Texas. UNT. University of North Texas. That's right. That's right. At a jazz camp. After that jazz camp, the next time I saw you was at the new school. Uh -huh. We were in a practice room practicing. I've heard you tell this story. And she was just playing, and I walked by, and I was like, Nora? Because I have seen her at that point in probably like three years or something, four years. Yeah. Like, Nora, what are you doing here? You're like, oh, my friend let me in the practice room so I could probably work on a demo. Yeah. And then after that day, next time I saw you, was on the Grammys, holding all the Grammys. <laughs> I was like, you went from the, I'm working on the demo to all these Grammys. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. <laughs> and then after that, I remember each time I saw you. After that, uh, I did this thing with the Roots at Radio City Music Hall. Oh, I was there, yeah. And me and you were both sitting on the on the side of Questlove. This is when he was really big. We sat there for an hour, probably didn't see each other. Because I was on the yeah. right side of him, you were on the left side of him. Mm -hmm. And we both reached for like ice or some chips. That's literally what happened. We were both like, <laughs> we were both like, oh, shit, Lord. It's crazy. And Amir was in the middle like, oh, snap, you know. That's so funny. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But man, good times and congratulations on so many things. And congratulations. You, know you just I mean? won a Grammy. Uh, was that yesterday or the day before? Day before yesterday. Yeah. 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 yeah Absolutely. And you're, you, you, I was there in the audience. Word. Yeah. I watched you go up. I was so stoked. <laughs> you, you were like, my pants just fell down. I literally, the morning of, I realized that my pants, 
I lost more weight. I didn't realize I lost weight, but apparently I lost weight. It was an old tux. It was an old tux. And so I lost weight and I didn't try it on until the morning of the thing. I was like, I'll be fine. Yeah. And I was like, oh, snap. So we put like safety pins (laughs) and it was fine. I was like, okay, cool. And I wore my shirt out anyway. It was, I was kind of being chill. Like, you know, I had cool sneakers and a cool shirt and you know, whatever. As soon as they called my name, I was like, oh, snap. And I jumped up. And I think when I jumped, I, the safety pins just gave out. And I started running down the aisle. I felt my pants falling down. I was like, oh, snap, I got to hold my pants up. So I literally, the whole time, the whole, after we after we won the Grammy, did the speech and everything, the whole night at the Grammys, I had to walk with my hand in my pocket. Just to hold them up? Just to hold them up. So oh, was, my God. I was, I was just walking like this. Hey, You're like way too cool for way everybody. Too cool. Somebody wanted to give me that, but I was like, mm. That's too funny. Get them in pocket. <laughs> your your pants will fall down. Did you at least have good looking underwear on? <laughs> I did. I think I did. Okay, good. Okay. Just in case, but it was. It That's was so exciting, though. Yeah. I was so happy. It's so sweet to me to to know you from that age. Yeah. And to see you go up there and accept an award. And, yeah. and to see your show the other night. Yeah. It was just oh, so happy, great. Happy perform with us was so dope. It was, oh, I it was mean, fun. I was so stoked. I don't know if I. I felt very awkward because <laughs> I sometimes I don't know what to do with my hands when I'm not playing. Uh-huh. I'm just not used to it anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, but no, I totally get it. God, I love hearing you play Thank with you. Chris and Derek. Chris, yeah. Daddy, Dave. Chris, Dave, and Derek. Hodge. Holy crap, Derek Hodge. They're, 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 they're literally my band is my favorite musicians. It's so like, great. Hands down, it's like, such a great feeling to feel like that with oh, people. Man. How long have you played with them? Are I've they from play- Houston? No. Well, Chris is from Houston. He is. Chris, yeah, he went to high. He went to my high school. High school for um, performing arts. Okay. But he went like he graduated like. He's a little older. A little older. I think he graduated ninety two. Okay. And I graduated ninety seven. Yeah, we're the same age. We're the same age. Yeah. So we went to. So you you went to Booker T, right? I went to the performing, performing arts, arts in Dallas. Yeah, in yeah Dallas, Booker exactly. T. Exactly. So all my a lot of, I have a lot of friends that went there. I but, feel like we're like uh, parallel sister schools. Literally. Yeah. Absolutely. Because you had Erica. Yeah. Roy, Roy Hargrove. Erica. You, yeah. And I went to school with Beyonce. And, Wait, and, she went there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she went to Boston. Yeah, yeah. Her ninth, her freshman year, I was a senior. She was a freshman. I actually did not know and that. Then Destiny's Child, the next year, just the Destiny's Child did the Super Bowl and they never came back. Holy great. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they homeschooled after that. <laughs> they homeschooled after that. Yeah, yeah they, well, they I, I knew she traveled. was from Houston, but I had no yeah. idea she went to the performing. Oh, yeah. oh of like, course she Beyonce's did. Beyonce's like literally my little sister. I remember Solange come up to the school. She was Aww. small. Running, give me a hug. Like, that was like little sis. You That's know, so like, sweet. Super. So seeing, it's crazy. Like, yeah. from high school, you and Beyonce, like, it's cra- <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy to see so many friends, like, blow all the way up in the world like yeah know, well it's yeah. the same thing when i'm watching you, you and it's I mean? like i'm so proud and i just remember being at that jazz jazz camp yeah. and being yeah. like one of two girls or something <laughs> and it's like all the dudes and you know feeling like a dork and, yeah you yeah. know everybody was nice but like i don't feel like we've ever sat in a room and yeah. talked no, without not, a bunch without of people, people around. around yeah exactly no, yeah no, no first time it's crazy absolutely yeah, yeah sure. it's it's really special yeah yeah definitely Texas. Hey, man. Yeah. Out here. Yeah. Absolutely. Dang. It's really special. I'm, I'm so happy you did this. Did Yay! you know Roy, too? I only met him once. Really? He, yeah, he was older, you know, so yeah. he wasn't there when I got to the school. Gotcha. I only got to meet him once. One time, yeah. Yeah, but I used to, like, I was obsessed with this record of his in high school, and mm. I learned a lot mm. from listening, of course. Yeah. I mean, he's the person, when people ask me, he's one of my biggest influences because he came to my high school 
to do a clinic. Ah. And that was my first time seeing a young jazz band, all black, mm-hmm. wearing stuff I was wearing. They were wearing jeans. Yeah, they weren't like wearing suits. No, they were wearing suits. That's the first time I saw it, and I was like, oh, I can be that, because he looked like me. That's so cool. Uh, most of the time, jazz musicians, like, like I remember I used to go to, I used to go to, uh, I used to play with Winton when I was in college. You know, and uh, we used to go to schools and, and play, and I would always wear, like, my own dress, and the Winton and Winton and them would wear the suits, like, how do you know? Yeah. But after the show, you know, all the kids would run and make a line to talk to me. Because of your clothes. Because I look like them. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because I put it two, two and two together, too. Like, oh, man, that makes sense. Because you look, you want to be what you see. That's really interesting. What, what's, what looks familiar, like it's a reachable goal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and it's like, oh, that makes sense. If I look like it's reachable to you, like Roy did to me, I was like, oh, man, I could do that. I could play jazz and still wear sneakers and jeans. Yeah. I didn't know that, you know? That's like, so cool. cool. You know, so that, he really inspired me with that. And then he took me on my first world tour. You That's know, amazing. with RH Factor, his band RH Factor. Oh man, and I wish I could have seen that. It was show. so amazing. I was I was a freshman in was that freshman in high school in college. College. Yeah, freshman in college. At new school. At new school in New York. Yeah, he took me on the, on the world tour, and the first show was in Houston. Oh my God. My mom, God bless her soul. My mom walked up to the front of the stage while Roy is playing, and said, "Give my baby a solo." <laughs> I swear to God, the whole band saw everybody die laughing. That is so even sweet. Even Roy, he was like, hey, you heard your mama. <laughs> it was a song I don't even solo on. I was like, mom, what are you doing? Oh, no. During the song? During the song. Oh, during the song. The first song. Absolutely. No, but that, that was my mom, though. That was, that was, that was her. Oh, that's very yeah. sweet. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you did you grow up in church? I grew up in church. Yep, I grew up. My first time playing in church was a small church, and if it was somebody's birthday or birthday month, the preacher would let me come up and play Happy Birthday on the piano, and I learned that with literally one finger. Happy Birthday at eleven. That's crazy. And then throughout the years, because my mother was a minister of music at the church, so she was yeah, she was the choir director and everything. So, but during the week, she sang in clubs, and you know, did like duo. Piano, like piano voice, jazz standard stuff, and she's singing clubs doing jazz. Yeah, doing oh, jazz wow. and top forty okay. and Broadway. She loved Liza Minnelli. And, That's I amazing. Mean, like, I know more Broadway things than I should. Like, <laughs> as a black man, it's weird. It's kind of surprising. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, so there's like all kinds of music, you know, coming up. But I, I learned how to play literally in church. They had like a broke organ in the corner. So while my mom was conducting the service, I was just learning on that organ in the corner. Yeah, you know, and then I just got good just by that. That's so cool. And, and yeah. That's you know. that I feel like that's similar to so many musicians I know growing up yep. and going to being at, at that school in Dallas. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, playing in church. I learned oh, to man. sing in church actually. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, but nice. you know, it was more um Latin kind of hymns and stuff. Gotcha. But, was it Catholic? No, it wasn't. But okay. the choir director used to be Catholic. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Because I played in Catholic church too. You I played did? 
every so on Saturdays I play for a Seven Day Adventist Church. On Sunday early morning I play at a Catholic Church. Oh wow! And on Sunday at eleven o'clock I played at a Baptist Church. That's the best practice. So every for the last two years of my life I played at three different churches three days a week. That's amazing. You know, and and all those churches had choir rehearsal. Yeah. During the week, yeah. so I was in church all the time. You that's, know what I mean? But that's such a great gig, yeah, too. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, absolutely. And I was balling out of control. Psh, <laughs> I had that dough, that church dough. <laughs> it does pay well, those church gigs. I know oh, a lot yeah. of people that have those. No, church gigs play extremely well now, especially now Now that it's cool to be a touring musician and still have your church gig. Because mm-hmm. now the pastors and stuff, they're like, yeah, my my, uh, my music director's on tour. Yeah, they're cool letting you sub it out. <laughs> yeah, before, I, I did it too early. I Like, I started... When I got to Houston, when I got to New York from Houston, the, my pastor in Houston knew a pastor in Harlem, so I had a church gig immediately. And so when I started playing there, everything was fine. But six months in, I started um, my friend Bilal, yeah, singer Bilal. We met at college, and we started working on his album. And then, like a year later, he started touring, and I was going on tour, and with him and like and some Christian McBride, I was on tour with and, wow. oh, and Roy and Roy and Roy. Roy. And back then it wasn't cool yet. It wasn't totally cool yet. They were like, you got to make a decision. You got to be here or go on tour. And yeah. I was like, well, I love you, God, but. Uh. I love you, God, but <laughs> I'm going on tour. I got to be out. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, but now, like, that's the thing. Everybody holds on to their church gear, sub it out till they get home. And yeah. Because it's, it's, it's big great. money there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to try a song? Sure. Do you want to try that one since it's fresh? Or do you want to start with, like, Let It Ride or something? Whatever you want to do. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, um want to try Sisters Fresh? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, so you did this on a, a live, sort yeah. of a live covers album? Yeah. So I did it at um, you, um, uh, <clears throat> um, the Capitol Building. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I did it. And so what I did was um, I had a bunch of couches brought into the studio and i made it like a little club that's so cool and i had a full bar and had a bartender so i made the studio like a club i got that from cannon bar Adley. You know, oh he, yeah he did that he so did a that lot of the live in albums the studio? Yeah, in the ah, studio. yeah yeah so a lot of live albums you hear some of those especially back then they were actually in the studio because yeah. you want the live element but you don't want the sound the, yeah, of the live element the crappy it be terrible. sound yeah so you get the best of both worlds by just doing it in the studio that's a really good idea yeah so i had people come invite only had couches and like you know, like I said, a full bar, boom, 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 and we just played two sets a night, like a show, like a like a gig. Man. So I did two sets, boom, boom, and then the next day I did two more sets, and then I just chose the best from each, you know, boom, and that's that was the record. Yeah. You know, so it's live live at Capitol. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we did the Reckoner, one of my favorite Radiohead tunes. Yeah, this is from In Rainbows, right? Is it from? Yes, In Rainbows. Yeah. And I haven't played this since we recorded it. <clears throat> and so, I've uh, never, I've never done it. So. She's never done it. So this um, is going to be fun. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, God, this is a good song. Oh man, it's so good. And it's I so can, good. I can read the lyrics now. Absolutely, <laughs> I've never known the lyrics. Yeah, it's hard to understand sometimes. I've given up on any lyric that James Brown, D'Angelo, Tom York. <laughs> you can go down the list. I don't know what y'all are saying, but y'all are amazing. Yeah, but I've never known anything matter. you've ever said. But then when you actually <laughs> read it the, and they're good, it's like yeah, wow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's a whole other thing on top. Now my heart's beating fast. <laughs> you know what be really dope? What? I'm going to try to maybe keep a beat. Ooh, what? You know what I'm saying? Mouth beats. I like it. You know what I mean? The whole time? Yeah. I don't know about the whole time. 
But for because the beginning. in the middle of it, it kind of breaks up. It does a thing. Yeah. You know? But then when it goes back. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I was thinking when I was listening to this? Yeah. I would love to hear a gospel choir sing this. Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, it, well, it's got all those choral parts. Yeah. But then, like, to have just the, the vibe a little yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. So, that would be dope. Absolutely. so beautiful. Absolutely. Do you want to do headphones? <laughs> I don't know if I can. My breathing's going to work for that. I might pass out. I just did it for 10 seconds just now. That I almost sounded passed like, out. well, that sounded like you. <laughs> let's not so do it then. a lot of breathing. Yeah, let me stop. <laughs> but we have it. You okay, know. we got it. We got it. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Thank you. 
I mean, it was kind of cool. It was cool. I messed up once or twice, but it doesn't matter. The vibe was there. I love it. The vibe it. was there. The vibe was there. I love that. Absolutely. I love. Oh, I love hearing you play. I love. It's, it feels so good. It does. I it feel. Feels good. I feel like we're family. We are though. We kind of are. We just haven't said. We haven't just spent time together. But <laughs> We've like, never spent like time cousins. together. We're like cousins. We're like cousins. Like we fuck, are. You know I mean? Yeah, we're like cousins who who are buds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, your show the other night. I felt that real uh, sense of. Yeah. Family. Yeah. Also, just um, everyone there too. Your whole crew is like yeah. a family. I don't. I don't. I don't do good with assholes. I don't like people. I know. I, I like nice people. You're good. Nice. You've cultivated like this beautiful community. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, we're in a business where you know you run across people who just aren't cool and not you know, but yeah. they're you have to deal with them. You yes. Know? Those are the people you didn't see. They were in another section. <laughs> I did not see those people. Still, I still put them on the list, but oh they can only make it so far. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. I you got to meet I mean? so many people, too, yeah. that felt like family. Like, I, got, I met Layla Hathaway. Oh, you never met Layla before? No, I've never met her before. <sighs> yeah. And she felt like family. Absolutely. 1,000%. I mean, it's yeah, crazy. Absolutely. It's just so nice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you introduced me to Jaleel White, which was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Urkel came to my... I had Urkel and I had Theo Huxtable. Yes, you did. It was amazing. In it was the backstage. Like our, our generation was just dying inside. Oh, my God. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that was it was so fun. sweet. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool. Your show is cool because you do a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't realize you sang so much. I just started. Because you didn't sing last time I saw no, you. No, 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 Yo, no. Oh, so that's a new thing. This is new because what happened was last year I was on tour, and my vocalist at the time, uh, Fur, my boy Fur, he got strip throat. It was the last week. The last end of the tour, I was at the Blue Note. Uh-huh. We had a week, and... He got strep throat in the middle of the week. Oh, no. And so he was done. And I was like, man, we've, we're doing black radio songs. I was like, man, I got to try to sing one of these songs. Oh, so, yeah. You know, I was like, people know I'm not a singer, so it's not going to take me too seriously. It's just for the vibe. So that's what I started. I was like, let me try one. And it worked out that night. I was like, maybe the next time I'll try it too. That's cool. Yeah, so then I just started kind of doing it more and more because I figured the more I just get used to it, the better I'll get. You know, and I have like pedal stuff and stuff that from tuning and stuff. And I'm still trying to figure that configuration out, what may works best. But the more I do it, the better, I think. You know what I mean? Just yeah. to, for something different. Yeah, you have you a know? cool effect on your voice. Yeah, I put that on there and trying to, you know, make it interesting at some point. Because I'm not a singer, so you're not, you know, you don't want to hear my tone. Or no, anything, but you know? you're not, not a singer. You know? I mean, you sounded, you grew up singing. Yeah. But in church, I mean. I just want to sound decent for the yeah. vibes. That's it. Decent and vibes. It's great. And you get cool. the melt. Well, I thought yeah. you sounded great. Thank you. It was really fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, I was like, oh, crap. Should I have him sing something? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to sing oh, no. something, oh, go for it. Oh, no. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my pedals. Oh, I need yeah. my auto-tune. Do my auto-tune. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you use that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a little auto-tune thing okay. I do. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, No. Let's go back. Okay. You wrote that song I sang with Q-Tip. Oh, yes. Life is better? Life is better, yes. Did you know I actually didn't know that? Right. So until I, recently. Until recently. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Q-Tip was working on his <clears throat> album, The Renaissance, and I was there in the studio a lot doing some of the joints and blah, blah, blah. And then I was like sitting there trying out something, trying out a key. Where I, I might have been getting sounds or something. And I started playing the what became Life is Better. He was like, what's that? And I was like, I don't know. Just change. He's like, keep going, keep going. That's great. So then we kind of cultivated it, made it a thing. And I had to leave town the next morning. And we were sitting, me and him were sitting around. He was like, oh, what should we do with this? And I was like, 
you should get like a, a a singer to sing a hook on it. And I was like, Nora Jones. You said it? I said it. Oh, thank you. I said it. I was like, I can hear Nora on this. That would be dope. He's like, oh, yeah, Nora. That's my q <laughs> voice. That's your q impression. <laughs> so he's like, oh, yeah, that would be dope. And then I got on the plane, and I think I went on tour or something. Yeah, you weren't there. I wasn't there. Then he hit me like, yeah, Nora came through and killed it. And I was like, oh, snap. Oh, that's yes! so great. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's such a dope joint. It's the joint is so cool, man. so good. It's really dope joint. It's funny because I went in, and I hadn't met him before. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. And um, I was excited. I was a little nervous. Yeah. But also, I was kind of, in those days, I was so, super oblivious. Gotcha. Like, I was almost too oblivious to be nervous gotcha. a lot. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he had me sing this part, and he's like, Dice filled with great, but it was kind of high for me. Yeah. And I remember I said to him, I was like, ah, it's a little high. I don't know. Can I? He's like, no, it sounds great. Just do it. Yeah. I was like, it was a really good lesson. And yeah. don't don't pretend like you can't do something until you go for it. Yeah. True. Actually, and it kind of made me learn that I could sing high. Yeah. It was weird. Awesome. Yeah. He made me play organ on, not that song, but the, the you song. I don't play organ. I'm not an organ player. That's a different instrument. It is. Like it's a whole different yeah, instrument. Yeah, my husband's a good organ player. Th- see? He yeah. learned playing in a church. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. I learned playing at church, but it was a broke organ, a cheap, small one, so it's not even the real one. So it's it didn't not even, take. It didn't take at all. <laughs> yeah. So that song, You, is the first re- recording of me playing organ on any record. Oh, cool. You know, on a real record. You know, and, and I, I told him I didn't want to. I said, I know organist. Let me, let me call... My boy, I know I know, yeah. Corey, I know Corey Henry. Let me call him. You know, yeah. I know guys that, that are great. You know, he was like, no, you can do it. Just just do it. Like, that's exactly you. what happened to me. With just That's why I brought it up because I was like, he yeah. made me. He literally was like, you can do it. Just do it. You can play organ. Just play it. That's why he's such a great producer. You know, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Exactly. He saw, what we, he saw our limitations, what we thought were limitations. So yeah. No, it's not a limitation. But that's know? the best. Absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, okay. So I played organ on that song. I was like, oh, I did do it. That is so cool. <laughs> Want to do this Q-tip song? Sure. What? Hey, what? What? What are these chords? Because I, I always... know. <clears throat> I just I had to relearn them today. Yeah, because I actually I've always been like, what is this? Because that happens to me. I'll I'm I'm so much like that. I do sound checks or something, and they'll be like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah. And they record it and loop it, and I never play it again. Oh, and then that's I don't crazy. know what it is. But it's so nice. Your hands just go to a shape, right? Yeah. So I think the vibe is more like. So I think it's like G major, B minor, passing chord to C major, to C sharp minor 9. Mmm. Yeah. That that's what I'm getting with the vibe is. But it's it's fluid. Yeah. Oh 
and it's banging too. Gonna bang it for you. Don't stop this feeling I feel. I just wanna run around all day and feel the breeze fulfill my needs. I'm so into your rich history. Take me, you. Come and take me with you. Life is better now that now that I found you. Life is better now that now that I found you. Life is better now that now that I found you. Life is better now that now that I found you. Life is. Verses are—they're great. It's so—it's so relevant because it's now it's the 50th anniversary of hip hop too. Yeah, it was funny watching the other night at the Grammys, watching that, <sighs> that whole was thing. So amazing! It was awesome. It was amazing, and 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 Q-Tip shouted out a lot of those guys that were on the stage. He shouted out so many rappers yeah. in that song. I kept waiting for him to come out. I know, right? Yeah, he's, you know he ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I was hoping he would be there. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, he does. That song is like. Um, I love all of that, that he, yeah. he did that. Yeah, absolutely. It's really thoughtful. and It is. You have to really, you know, take your time and really figure that out because the history of hip-hop is a lot of people. Yeah. And you can't leave out this person. You can't have that person without this person. You can't have that person. You know, yeah, it's that. tricky. Very <laughs> it's tricky. a slippery slope. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I haven't played that song since I recorded it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. I never got to play it with him. Did y'all do a video, too? We did a video. That's right. Actually, that's one of my favorite videos I've yeah, ever done. Yeah, I did a video. I remember uh, I got there, and I think I was really uptight with the director, and I think I was kind of <laughs> not... I wasn't, like, a bitch, but I right. think I was just, like, nervous and yeah. uptight, and I was worried about how I looked. Yeah. And, and I didn't know that they were going to blow it out like that, and it, it looks so cool. Like, my makeup didn't matter because they gotcha. made it black and white in yeah, this cool way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was late. And I was like, where is he? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then we had so much fun. We shot it in like 20 minutes. Really? Yeah, it was like wow. so very quick. Dope. Yeah, yeah, but we never got to sing it together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did a video with Q-Tip for a song called Getting Up on that same album. Oh, yeah. But that's why I took my eyebrow ring out. I had an eyebrow ring. Mm. And when you watch the Getting Up video, I'm the first thing you see. Like, it comes on, it's my face right here, and it pans out. And I'm playing piano. But it was like a time period kind of vibe. So my eyebrow ring, they didn't like, they, it didn't fit the vibe. Ah. They told me to take it out. And? I couldn't put it back in afterwards. You could never get it, it back in. I could never get it back in. So, so he owes you a up. piercing, basically. <laughs> I'm kind of glad because, I, you know, I, I, I had it too long. I, it needed to be out anyway. <laughs> it was so a it little dated as it was. It was dated as it was, exactly, <laughs> for sure. You had long hair then. You had long dreads? Or uh, no? Yes, I had dreads, yeah. yeah. And um, when I did, I played uh-huh. Art Tatum in this um, Aretha Franklin documentary. Oh, cool. On, um, National Geographic's Genius. Okay. They, they, they just things on different artists, and they did one for Aretha Franklin. So this is one Cynthia Revo did. She played Aretha. Oh. And I played Art Tatum. Gotta but take I had that to, earring out. take my earring out. <laughs> cool. Guess yeah. what? Couldn't put it back in. Well, there you go. So therefore, I have no earrings now. And now, you don't have all that. You don't need all that stuff <laughs> I don't need all to of be it. cool, I don't man. need all of it. Yeah, I don't need all you of it. You just need pants that, That's, I need that a, fit. I need pants that fit. <laughs> Yeah. I need to at least try on what I'm going to wear yeah. before, before you before do the big it. Thing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so funny. Like, I literally was walking around holding up my pants. It was amazing. <laughs> Is that the, it was that the first time you'd play with him, or you'd done a bunch of stuff with him before? No, I've, I've been going over Q-Tip's house since before that record came out for, mm-hmm. like, seven years. Okay. Because he loves to, he just loves creating. Yeah. So I would go over there and replay samples for stuff that he's producing. Mm-hmm. Like replay the actual samples from the records, yeah. and then we'll come up with new stuff. And you know, I've been on tour with him a few times. And that's stuff, You know what I mean? So that that's been my guy. I've been I've been dealing with Tip since probably like '99 because oh wow, he knew Bilal, mm-hmm. and then because of Bilal, I was always around him with Bilal. You know what I mean? And then he was then me and him got cool because of that situation. You okay. Know? Bilal was my intro. He was your gateway. He was my gateway <laughs> to the whole like. Neo Soul movement that uh-huh. happened in like '97. That he was my gateway because he was a part of that whole thing, and yeah. everybody needed, everybody wanted Bilal to sing on stuff. And yeah, he's from Philadelphia. He's so cool, and he's so cool and dope. And I, I was the friend that was always. We were best friends. We're like we were, we were always together, you know. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I. Everybody knew who I was. I was and, wondering actually. I was like, yeah. how did you end up at, from jazz camp <laughs> yeah. to the new school? That's still not a gateway to this yeah. whole community. Yeah, that, but know? it was that. It was I moved to New York during the Neo Soul movement. The Roots were doing all these jam sessions in New York. Yeah, they had these legendary jam sessions every week in New York, and there was a legendary jam session in Philly called the at the a spot called the Black Lily, which is literally where. The Neo Soul movement pretty much was birthed. This club, they would do something like I think every Tuesday, ah, and that's where like I, I Bilal used to take me on the bus. We took a Greyhound bus to Philly. Oh my god! And go to that jam session because that's, that's when I saw Jasmine Sullivan. She was like fourteen. Really? You know, in the club? Wow! That's when I saw Jasmine and and, and Questlove and James Poyser. You oh, know? James! I know James. James, my guy. You Wait, know? is he also? F- no, he's from Philly. Philly. Yeah. yeah, he's from yeah. Philly. He's a big. He's a backbone to that whole James Poyser. Like the backbone to that whole neo soul movement. Yeah, I you didn't know, so realize how much he produced and, and, and produced, wrote. and yeah. you know his style of playing. I copped a lot from James's playing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? A lot of people don't even realize that. But me he's too. Like a, he yeah. played on one of my records, yeah, and I cop amazing. it all the time. Yeah, man, he came with a style that didn't precede him. Like no one plays like James. You know, and now they do. Yeah, but he has a certain style that just it was his own, and 
every you kind of have to play like that to play this genre. That 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 sort that soul genre you have to play like James to make it work. And yeah. so that became a part of my style because Bilal was trying to show me how to do it. And I was, he was like, you got, you got to play like this, but it's not that, but it's this. And I was like, what are you talking about? Can you show me what you're talking about? Huh? Show me yeah, what you're talking about. James is like... I mean, I think I know, but... There's a song that Bilal did called Sometimes. Uh-huh. And it's like a... It's like a... Sometimes. Yeah, it's that stuff. Yeah. That, yeah, that, that, that little... Yeah, that, those things. Yeah, those things. I, I also cop it. Yeah, exactly. It but in a totally. way, in a way, because you hear those things, you also hear that kind of twang in country music. Yeah, but it's not quite the, not same. the same. It's, it's a different lilt. It's a, exactly. It's got like a different accent. It's a different accent, yeah. different vibe on a different... Yeah, exactly. But James has he cultivated that thing, and it's like, that's the thing behind so many of our of the great songs of that time. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, shout out to Poison. Yeah, to Poison. James. Um, great songwriter too. Like I say, he wrote this song sometimes for Bilal. I mean, he wrote so many great songs. I did. Funny story. I was when I met you when I was playing with the Roots of Radio City. Mm-hmm. We rehearsed the song called uh, "Other Side of the Game." That's what it's called, "Other Side of the Game." It's an Erica Badu song. James is late coming to the rehearsal, so we're in the middle of playing that song. And when he walked in, I was like, "Oh, the changes are." He was like, "Oh, I think I, I think I know it because I wrote it." I was like. <laughs> That was my, that was my shit. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But he's so quiet. Well, did he and pl- did he play with her um, in the beginning? Yeah, I think he did shows. He with did. Her. Yeah, he did he like did the some shows. shows and stuff. She's always had a band from Dallas. Uh, which who I know. RC. RC. I went yeah. to high school with. Braylon. Yeah. Braylon. I went to high school with. She always had those guys. But yeah. there are times, obviously, when she comes and plays with the Roots or yeah. whatever that that James is playing with that. Yeah. But she always she's always had those guys. Yeah, RC, yep. um, Braylon, Lacey. Daniel Jones. You know Daniel Jones? Well, he Daniel Jones Erica, was my freshman buddy when I was a senior. They yeah. put us together. And he Daniel's was like, doing big things. Like, he's he, doing great. He arranges like, you know, Justin Timberlake shows. and, and That's Janet, crazy. He's Janet Jackson's music director right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, he like puts together amazing shows, like just arrangements and just. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Daniel, uh, Corey Lacey, Sean Martin. Sean, Sean. I mean, I just talked to Sean yesterday. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, I, mean, I just talked to Sean. These guys were huge. Sput, Sput yeah, yeah, I love his drums. Yeah, and his sister Rochelle. Yeah. Um, so they were huge influences on me because mm-hmm. they were all like a year, or a year or two older. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, I feel like I absorbed all that yeah. in high school from yeah. them. Absolutely. This yeah. whole other thing. And I had this. We had a rivalry. Because back then, you didn't know what anybody looked like. You couldn't hear anybody really play. Yeah. There was no internet. Yeah. So That's true. All we knew was, who won All-State Jazz Band? <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Or downbeat, like, yeah, jazz that stuff. awards. So I, one year, I won the piano chair for the All-State Jazz Band. And then we had IGE. Remember IGE? Oh, my God. I went. Yeah. It was crazy. And you got to meet everybody. I got to meet everybody, but they came looking for me. Like, who the hell yeah. is this Who's guy? Robert Glasper? Who's Robert Glasper? <laughs> That's still trending right now. That's who so funny. Who the F is Robert Glasper? Who the F? <laughs> so they all came to my show with my high school. Your playing, high school band played. My high school band played. <laughs> yeah. And I had a solo on this, on like, so what or yeah. something. And I played. Then after that, I met them, and they were all cool. And then we had a jam session. I still have pictures of our jam session. We made a jam really? session. Really? Out of one of the rooms, oh and God. me, Sean, Spud, Braylon, 
Danilo, I brought Danilo Perez. I'm like, hey man, I'm in high school. We're, yeah. we're gonna have a jam session. You want to jam with us? He's like, let's go, bro. I was oh my like, god. That's why Danilo is my guy. He's Still, amazing. I just saw him at the Grammys just now. He was, yeah. I love him. He's my guy. Yeah. So it was like those those times of IGE and getting together and seeing all the students that you can't. Yeah. There was no internet, so you didn't couldn't really do a you know connection like that. So you got to see everybody there. It was it such was, a scene, though. It was such a scene. And it was also, so important. in like the '90s, jazz was ex- so exciting. Oh, it, so was. it was such an exciting time for Absolutely. that music. Absolutely, Kenny uh, Garrett, Brad Mildow. Brad Mildow, and like, have I, you ever did something with Brad? I've never done anything with him. That just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I would he's love to. So good. He's I mean, he's he's, he's one of my favorites. He's little. Yeah. I was just on a cruise with him. I got a chance to hang out with him for the first time just now on the Blue Note Jazz Cruise. Did you turn into a high school kid? At one thousand percent. I got a chance to hang out with him, Larry. Uh, uh, so yeah. cool. Yep. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and, and uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff Ballard. Amazing. And we got a chance to really hang, because I would go to his shows, but I was in college. You know yeah, you're I mean? not, like, hanging after the no, show. No, I didn't know him You're like, like hey, can you sign my um, that stuff. my Downbeat magazine? That stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Brad, man, he's just, like, he's always been a big influence on me, too. Oh, know? I love him. Yeah. And uh, he also loves Radiohead. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. I, I remember going to see... Um, Josh Redman uh, in Fort Worth mm-hmm. at the Caravan of Dreams, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was supposed to be Christian McBride on bass, but I think it was Chris Thomas on bass in gotcha. the end, yeah. and it was Brian Blade on drums, and that was my first time seeing Brian play, and now I play with him, and it's like my so dream, you know. It's still my dream to play with Brian. I still never have you with never him. played with Brian? Not one time. <gasps> oh, okay. Never. Let's make it happen. Oh man, he's, yeah. He's just a he's a magician. He's a makeup artist. He is. You know what I mean? He just makes he everything is. beautiful. Like he, he is. He does. It's it's just he's so beautiful when you need to be beautiful and he's groyed and just disrespectful when you need to be when you need to be disrespectful. Yo, you know he, what I mean? He will hit it hard Absolutely. when it calls for it. Absolutely. Yes. For sure. But he's so sensitive. Oh man. Just, but I, I felt like that watching Chris Days, I th- I felt same. like yeah. every time he touches anything, it yeah. is it is like it's it's purposeful and it's there's something like magical about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they're so different. Absolutely. You know, but totally. like, totally. yeah, I felt like that watching yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, this is my dream. When I watch Brian, I, I, I love how he looks surprised. He looks surprised at things that are on the drums to me. Like he'll be playing, <laughs> he'll be playing, and then he'll look at a cymbal, he'll be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like, did you not know it was there? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Did somebody like bring it and you didn't know? Because he like, he feels like, a kid playing like he's so well he's so reactive to everything in the moment like he's more in the moment than anyone i've ever i feel you ever yeah. played I with feel you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he's yeah. so like he's like yeah i know this song i'm playing it. oh i'm gonna go over here yeah. now <laughs> but it always it's never like yeah weird no yeah his fellowship band top five concerts i've ever seen in my life i saw yeah. him play at the vanguard years and Amazing. years ago when they were still doing a thing and it just brought me to tears, you know, like to it's see. It's very moving. Super moving. It's also very, like, soulful. And, like, uh, everything he does is with a, a big heart intention. I wrote this tune off of, there's a tune called Cricket Creek on his album. His very first record, Kurt Rosenwinkel. And uh, actually, what you call it, wrote it. Um, John? John. Coward? John Coward yeah. wrote it. Beautiful. John. I love, I love John's John. Playing too. Yeah. Beautiful playing. And I wrote a song. I listened to Cricket Creek so much that summer I wrote a song off like Mood on my very first album. It's a song called Mood. Uh, what about it?
And I literally, I wrote that song because of Cricket Kick. That's the very first tune I wrote on on a, for, for an album. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to have a lot of tags on this podcast, <laughs> calling out all our favorite people. Absolutely. It's absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. But it's important because yeah. you don't get a chance to really tell the story of, you know, who helped you get here. <laughs> Where you, know you came from. I mean? yeah. Where you came from. Just, it could be one song from one person that meant so much that it's is a true. part of your life and part of your whole thing. You know what I mean? Or it could like, be all, all my friends from high school. Absolutely. <laughs> one more. Shelton Summons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charles you know, McCampbell. There you go. Yeah. Like, all those things. All yeah. Those, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had Kendrick Scott. I had Walter Smith. And so they were at camp too, though. Yeah, I, I at met cam- them at camp they were too. At camp. Yeah, Mackenzie Smith. And Mackenzie. Mackenzie. Yeah, and McKenzie. I went to college with Mackenzie. Oh, gotcha. Too. Gotcha. Yep. Yep. That's my guy. Yeah, yeah. man. It's like it's that family. Absolutely. <laughs> it's so it's so good that that you know th- those performing arts high schools really shape you. They you really know, you don't realize it in the moment, but it's like yeah, they really really shape you.
Yes. That yes, was so yes. pretty. <laughs> There's nothing Ooh. like those those black keys. Oh, no. like, a little glisten. It's not, that's oh, all, that's my it's favorite. Nice. Absolutely. Oh, that was fun. Absolutely. Oh, that was so fun. He's so fun and He's so amazing. Good. I don't think we announced that last song we played. But um, that was Florette African by Duke Ellington. Yes. And if you're wondering what the other two songs in this episode were, the first one was Reckoner, a Radiohead cover. Yes, that he's recorded before. And um, the second song was Life is Better, which is a song he wrote with Q-Tip that I sang on the album version. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a fun episode. So fun. You guys, I mean, it, it really... Just connecting on all those different people that you have in common was so fun. That was really special, actually. And just hearing him talk about people who made him who he is, it's really beautiful. Yeah. He's definitely so appreciative of every person that inspired him along the way. He's such a giving person. Yeah. Yeah. It's rad. And we have part two coming up, so be sure to tune in for the rest, which is equally special. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. This episode was recorded at Sunset Sound in Los Angeles, California, by Clint Wielander, assisted by Zach Zadel, edited by Sarah Oda, mixed by Jamie Landry, additional engineering by Pete Hanlon and Matthew Vasquez, artwork by Eliza Fry, photography by Shervin Lanez, produced by me and my Oda. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe, yo. Adios. Adios. Yes. <laughs>